this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello. I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is Ears Up In Depth. The show where Jeremy and myself dig through Disney news, the Disney news bin of life, as it were, and we go in-depth on the stories that impact you. Well, maybe not you, uh, because they're usually involving, you know, fraud or <laughs> or, or some sort of, you know, industrial accident. But uh, for the most part, as Disney fans, they affect us all, right? Hi, Jeremy. Hey, I mean, you know, they could affect you if you don't heed our warnings. So listen to these stories and, and let people's disasters teach you a lesson, That's I right. say. That's right. Learn from other people's mistakes, not your own. That's right. been a personal credo of mine, which is <laughs> why I'm in my spare room being a podcaster. Instead of, I don't, uh, I don't know what in else. A spare room. I'm not even in a spare room. <laughs> no, I know. You're in your, uh, you're in your uh, I don't know, your palatial... Closet space? I don't know. My boudoir, are. I think <laughs> yeah. is what it's called. That's right. Slash Spectro Radio Studios. Ooh, headquarters. <laughs> the world headquarters of Spectro Radio. HQ. <laughs> uh, you know, I was, uh, I'm all hot and bothered. Uh oh. I gotta be honest. Uh oh. Because I was listening to last week's Ears Up today on my way to work. Oh gosh, here it comes. Well, you guys were doing what to, what to hit and what to miss. And it yeah. was like an update. It was an update from our very first show in 2013. That was cool. Well, first of all, that's crazy that it's been six years. Yeah. But I was, and you said in it, you were like, you know, I want people to be yelling back at their device. Right. And were I not on the subway, <laughs> although on the subway, everyone's yelling at everyone. It, I wouldn't have stuck out at all. For sure. Uh, if I was talking to myself and berating my phone. Right, um, right. I was yelling. I was like, you're going to be kidding me. About what? What pissed you <sighs> off? Okay, well, I got, I had one thing. So I heard all four of you guys, you yeah. guys, as we say in Jersey, okay, say, we'll go through what you should definitely hit. Yes. And no one mentioned it's a small world. No. And that bothered me. <laughs> that bothered you? Small yeah. world is, uh, I mean, I don't know, man, for a, a definite must do, if you can only go. To Disneyland for one day, you would recommend somebody go to Small World? Yeah, for sure. One hundred percent. There's times where that's the only ride I go on the whole day. And also <laughs> first of all, never let me be never let me tag along with you on that on those days, please. <laughs> you know, I just feel like you know what I feel like doing? Just kind of just kicking back doing a hundred trips on Small World <laughs> and uh, getting a turkey leg. And that's all I want to do today. Well, that's it. That's all you need. Um, <laughs> and I also was like, you know, I'm the only childless millennial here, mm -hmm. you know, of all this group. And I'm the one voting for Small World. But I was willing to let it go. I'm, I'm walking to work. I'm like, you know, OK, fine. They didn't say it was a must do. I got it. Yeah. And then I sit down at my desk and I'm listening a little bit more. And 
it what made it worse was that now it wasn't just not one of the must do's, but Taryn says it's a must miss. And that's when I really hit the ceiling. <laughs> I can imagine you going through your cubicle going, can you listen to this? Just listen. It's like putting headphones on people. And they're like, I'm on a call. dude. I know, but just listen right. to what she just said. Yeah. Can you believe this? So I was very upset. I ruined my whole day. <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad that we got a reaction out of you, but I apologize for ruining your day. Yeah, it's okay. Right. That's what it's all about. I enjoy. I still enjoyed this. I have to finish it. I haven't gotten quite to the end, but oh, good. Um, I thought I, it was I liked, pretty good. You said the the canoes because I like the canoes. I was very happy with that one. The canoes are great. You yeah. got to do the canoes, guys. You got to do it. It's fun. Yeah. It's not that much work. It's it, the canoes are like college. You, you can you can get away with doing the minimal amount of work. No. The canoes are like a group project in high school. <laughs> you can get carried mm-hmm. along uh, doing a minimal amount of work and everything will be fine. Or you could pour your heart and soul into the project and then you just come out with sore arms. Like you, you, right. could, you could sort of just go through the motions just by the physical act of you putting the oar in and moving it into the water. You're moving. You're helping out. You don't need to dig for it. You don't need to go fast. Yeah. You don't have to. It's not that hard of a workout. And the thing is, I always get a laugh out of it. I think the guys that, ho- or the guys and gals that uh, drive those are funny. You know what? And I, I noticed this last time it there, they had jokes and I'm like, yeah. I really don't, I really don't want this to become the jungle cruise. I really don't. Please don't do that. Um, so hopefully the jokes were just kind of either one, a one off thing or, or whatever. But the last thing I need is puns while I'm that close to water. It's uh, it's different. It's not so punny. I feel like it's more uh, self-deprecating. They're like, yeah, this is all we do. <laughs> you know? I like it's that. true. They, everyone has big arms there, big arms and big shoulders. Well, you have to. I yeah. mean, I think, yeah. I think they have to be able to get the whole canoe around in case nobody's doing anything. Oh, yeah. Well, they are the ones who are working. Right. You can you can definitely see that, and everybody else is coming because there's four year olds on that boat. You're not pulling a group of people. That that kid is contributing zero joules of energy <laughs> to moving that boat forward. So right, if that kid's fine, you're you're fine too. Just not really trying. Just don't be obvious about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's get in some news, huh? All right, let's do it. We're you know it's November, so a lot of companies have been just reporting their. Uh, quarterly results and Disney ends their year at the end of October. So they had their fourth quarter results, which was their yearly earnings call on November 7th. They had their final earnings call for the year. Overall, the company reported strong financials with some mixed results in theme park attendance, which I think is what we're most interested here, right? Like, yes, we don't care about all the other stuff. It's really about the parks, right? Well, in the fourth quarter, U.S. Disney parks saw an increase in overall revenue and operating income in spite of decreases in parks attendance at the Disneyland Resort. Uh, But that's no surprise there. We've spoken many times on here and on the main show about the perceived decreases in attendance, which ended up not just being perceptions, but it turned out to be reality. Um, Disney attributed the increase in income to higher ticket prices, though, and increases in consumer spending in both food and on merchandise. So they're saying everybody's buying more merchandise and buying more food, but that the and that 
increased revenue, but that the higher ticket prices increased revenue. But I'm not sure that people are buying more food or if it's that the increase in prices like your Manhattan over at Carthay is what really did it. That's what I feel as well. That's what I don't understand about these calls and these um, these sort of disclosures is they don't – I mean they're not news stories, right? So they're just reporting the numbers. But what – you're right. What people do forget is prices have gone up I think even a couple of times over the year in the Disneyland Resort. And and that's what I attribute a lot of this too. I mean you have a, a $3 increase in in just one drink in the Manhattan – People are still buying it, so you're going to get an increase in revenue. And you know Disney's not paying, you know, market price for liquor. I mean, come on, they're they're just they're like a Costco. They'll tell you what they're going to pay. So right. they're just making more money uh, and reporting it as more money and not reminding people. Oh yeah, remember when we raised the prices? This is what's happening. We're making more money, guys. Isn't that cool? And everyone else is going. I don't like this. Right. Well, you know, and if you listen to these earnings calls, which I did for this story, I want you to know I do my research. I listen to the whole thing. Uh, When questioned on the lower attendance by one of the analysts, Bob Iger said in the earnings call that they believed that park guests were waiting for the second attraction in Galaxy's Edge to open before they actually go. As you know, Galaxy's Edge has opened on both coasts with just one attraction operating, which is, uh, what is it, Smuggler's Run? Is that what it's called? Yes, sir. Uh, so Iger added that the areas have been more successful than has been reported. And he gave the, according to him, crazy stat that the Millennium Falcon. No, wait. <laughs> Millennial. Yeah, he called it a Millennium Falcon. Yeah, oh, that's Millennium. The, yeah, that's right. It is the Millennium. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the Millennium Falcon has carried 1.7 million people across both theme parks on both coasts. Um, he also said that attraction availability is rating in the high 90s, which what that means to you and me is, is that it's not breaking down. It's So he said that, you know, it's a really complex piece of equipment and it's it's available in the high 90s. So this thing's running all the time. Sure, it's running all the time. It, it, it carries less people than Indiana Jones and has a longer wait time than Indiana Jones. Well, that was the, qu- that was the <laughs> yeah, question because I mean, he sort of gave that 1.7 million number in a vacuum. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, it's 1.7 million. I was like, well, how many does Haunted Mansion do? I don't know. It could be two. When I'm telling you, when we were there, uh, the Millennium Falcon was lower wait time on average than, like I said, Indiana Jones, which does go down. I wouldn't say all the time, but frequently enough to be noticed. And, you know, Haunted Mansion, of course, because it was holidays and they were having problems. That wait time was insane. But, I mean, I don't think that pe- everybody that I've talked to, has never said, well, I'm not going to go because I'm waiting for the second ride. That's that's an insane argument. That's, that's an argument an insane person makes. They're trying to justify it to either themselves or to other people. But people aren't going simply because there's not a second ride. They're going either because there's no tie-in to uh, to the park to the other movies except for the Millennium Falcon. But or they're just they just don't. They're just not interested. They're not as interested as Disney um, thought that they would be. I don't know. Well, That's it my could theory. be correct. Uh, Mr. Iger uh, might be correct because uh, he said that uh, Disney also reported that advanced bookings for hotels are currently up year on year. I think by 5%, they might have said. So what does that mean? it should be expected that park attendance should increase in the months ahead because their, their, reserv- their reservations mm-hmm. are up 5% to LY last year. Uh, well, I mean – do you think and do you think it's because of the new ride opening 
I mean, that doesn't that thing doesn't even open until January, I think, right? January seventeen or something like that. I think it's January in Disneyland. It's December in Disney World. It opens okay. a couple of weeks in Disney World. Yeah. So I mean, it could be Christmas holidays. Also, people just have you know more money now. I I, I don't know. I, I feel like contributing a five percent increase in um in advanced hotel reservations to the new ride opening when I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's weird. It could be. We don't. We really. Well, that's the thing. You really don't know. You just can go by the numbers and then play whatever guessing game. But it's interesting because when Disney was saying, "Oh, you know," when when attendance was initially down, they were saying, "This is no. This is the plan. We want it to be down. We want the parks to be more enjoyable. These these areas are meant to absorb a lot of people. You should feel less people." Yeah. So that was a good thing. But now they're also saying, "Well, it's a good thing because our 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 numbers are up. It'll be more crowded. That's yeah. good too. So no matter what happens." That's what they wanted, and it's good. Well, that's why Iger's very good at his job. Right. It's because he can spin stuff like that. And that is a, that's a very good observation. Like, oh, these, these lands eat more people, but also people are waiting for the second ride to open. <laughs> right. it, it, can't, it cannot be both. It can't be it's both. one or the other. Well, over on the East Coast, Disney saw modest increases in attendance at the Walt Disney World Resort despite days of closure due to Hurricane Dorian. Income in Florida increased based not only on the attendance, but also on increased ticket prices, occupied room nights, and merchandise and food spending increases. So over in Florida, they're hitting it on every single uh, key performance indicator. But I thought that people were staying away from the new Star Wars land because they're waiting for the new ride. Well, apparently that's only true in California. The Floridians are not responding to that, apparently. Mm. I don't know. Maybe maybe they came to see Epcot forever. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Hopefully. God bless <laughs> right, them if they did. The broken down Skyway. I hear that thing breaks down kind of all the time. And um, I, I don't know that to be true, but that's like a headline that I scanned. I'm, it, it's, uh, I was there last weekend. Did you ride I it? I have so many photographs of it not running. Which, <laughs> which is very, it's peak, that's peak Jeremy. That's peak you. That's classic. I, I would expect nothing less of you. Look at this thing. It's not even running. Click, click, click. <laughs> But oh. the only thing is, a photograph of when it is running and when it's not running looks, <laughs> looks exactly the same. The same. <laughs> so <laughs> I, didn't, I should have taken video. Yeah, definitely. Like, huh? See? Huh? Libby, look. See? It's not running. It's not running. <laughs> She's like, I know. I get it. Can we well, one night I was leaving the park and you have to go past the, the entrance to the Epcot Skyliner entrance and yeah. you couldn't even get in line. They had security out. They were like, nope, sorry. <laughs> Down tonight. Like we gave up. God. So, and then another time I was driving and I was underneath it. And well, actually, I wasn't driving. I was in an Uber and I'm taking pictures out the back of the Uber. <laughs> and the driver's like, "What are you photographing?" <laughs> I was like, "Never mind, yeah. Sarah. Keep it going. Sarah, we gotta get to the next place." I'm a nut for uh, native Floridian trees. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm a shutter shutterbug. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um. Let's hop over the ocean. International parks saw mixed results with revenue growth coming in from both Disneyland Paris and Shanghai Disneyland Resort. Both of those increases were offset by steep declines in attendance at Hong Kong Disneyland due to current events happening uh, there in that city. Disneyland Paris saw increases in both park attendance and spending due to ticket price increases there. Uh, And I can tell you that park is... It's growing. The, the, uh, since I've been going 
for five years, you can feel the difference. Like it does. Paris? Even in, in a February snowstorm in Paris, the place has people. I'm like, I, you think it's going to be empty? And you're like, where are they, what are these people doing here? Yeah, that's what I've always heard since we started this show. Because we have you know Canadian friends who go over there, and uh, and, and you. New yeah. Jersey and friends that go over there, and right. everyone always goes. It's empty. It's there's nobody here. But that's changing. Is that um, good? And they did increase their ticket prices too. Although even relative relative to the American parks, it's still a steal. Oh, for sure. What I also yeah. heard is that sometimes the that uh, Disneyland Paris isn't maintained as well as the domestic parks because there's a lower attendance. They probably have a lower maintenance budget. But, you know, our friends that went uh, several years ago were like, yeah, there's, the paint is cracking. You would never, oh, yeah. ever see paint cracking in Disneyland, ever. You can spot that. The other thing um, is they're very good at uh, managing their resources. And what I mean is things are closed there that would never be closed when you're in a in another park. So, okay. like, rides close early, retail's not open, uh, you can't get ice cream most of the time. Like, <laughs> things are just, it's just like you're you are waiting for the fireworks. There's like one place to get a cup of coffee. It's like, like off season. It's like perpetually yes. the off season there. Yeah. Okay. And they, so there's so many, like even Mickey's Magic. Like, oh, we close it at five. It's like, what? So so you feel the people more because the rides aren't sucking them in because it's like, there's no place to go. Everybody just goes to Main Street and hangs out. Huh. I would, not I would hate that. Do. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. Um, over in Shanghai... Disneyland saw growth in income due to ticket price increases, but Shanghai notably saw declines in park attendance in the most recent quarter. So that's interesting because that's still a very new park and you would think that that would be draw, still seeing increases. So that's something that I think we should keep our eye on. So uh, some mixed results all around, but mostly Disney's making more money on parks and resorts in spite of some decreases. So that's my story. Oh, excellent. Well, <clears throat> Excuse me. Joining the big news from that story, Jeremy, Disney Plus talked about this a little bit on the main show last week, but it's the big news of the month with the streaming service gaining some 10 million subscribers on day one. And we were That's, we were part of that, which is insane. That's insanity. It's insane. It's a huge number. Um, I can't believe you are one in, you, you know, I always say you're one in 10 million, Jason. <laughs> you do say that. Um <laughs> And I, I appreciate you telling me that. Uh, but it wasn't without its issues. Of course, with the main one is uh, people trying to connect basically all at once to the service. There were numerous connection issues with hundreds of folks, even maybe thousands being reported uh, unable to access the service. And again, we chatted a little bit about it basically because all of these people, you have 10 million connections happening within several hours. It's, you're going to flood the system and it, it just it broke for a little bit. But later on, everything was fine. So now we're about a week into things and all seems to be running well, but that doesn't mean there's a shortage of problems. Just a few days ago, users were reporting some strange activity on their accounts, like new user profiles and even some accounts hitting the uh, Disney Plus 10 screen limit on one account. So if you're concerned about your Disney Plus account, what can you do to protect yourself? Uh, basically, what's happening is the Disney Plus accounts have been hacked. So, already they're getting hacked? Already they're getting hacked, yes. Well, this is a disaster. Uh, exactly. So short of changing your password to ensure that you know your, your account maintains its uh, credibility or whatever, you can't really do anything to, to, to stop 
um, these people accessing your account. Once your account is sort of hacked, that's all you can really do. Uh, other streaming services like Hulu or Netflix, they have a feature that will show you how many people are using your account so you can actually physically go in and be like, I'm going to boot this person off of this device or whatever. But Disney Plus has yet to implement that feature and there's really no news that they're ever going to. Uh, they haven't announced an intent to do that, which is probably why they gave you 10 screens on one account limit. You know what okay. I mean? So you don't so other, have to do that. So other streaming services don't have a 10 limit? No, I think Netflix has like four, and I think Hulu might be even two. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's something weird like that. Um, but apparently Disney Plus has I, – I read eight, but uh, apparently and some, some people are reporting 10. So I'm just going with the 10 because, you know, whatever. Sure. I go with the crowd. Um so I don't know. That's it's weird. It's weird that things have already been uh, been hacked. And apparently, what happens is uh, it's from one of two ways. One is like a phishing email. So you get an email from uh, an email from a website that looks like the Disney Plus website that prompts you to log in or enter your your username and password again, and they get you that way. Or probably what's happening is in the in the wake of, of the last few years of a lot of you know, Yahoo mail account hacks and stuff like that. They take your username and password and then they just sort of brute force every other website that's out there in the world trying to find a match for your stuff. And then once they do, they take that information bundle up and then sell it online. So you can go to like eBay right now and and buy accounts for Hulu. You could buy someone's account information, log into their thing and ghost watch stuff and they'll never usually know about it well this is very unsettling and i mean because people presumably have their bank account information or their credit card information up there i mean it's all readily accessible yeah i mean usually it's it's sort of x'd out so i think on the disney plus you can if you look on your account you know it just has the last four digits or whatever so you can identify the card and that's kind of it so you can't really do that but they're selling uh, access to disney plus accounts for three bucks so you can pay three bucks, get someone's login information, watch it. Even if you get caught two months down the road, you just buy another one and then you just, you know, you go. And that's already cheaper than the service for two months. Oy vey, I don't like this at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it either. But it, it, it's crazy that these people are even making new profiles <laughs> on these accounts. So let's say I buy, I buy, you know, a fake or not a fake, but a, a hacked password and email from someone online. I think it's pretty gutsy to then go and go. I'm going to create a new profile called Jason. <laughs> and right. They're obviously going to see it. And then they're going to notice, like, who is this person? And you can't boot them off. They're just kind of like, you're just there. I mean, presumably you can change your your password, and that should, you know, sort of prevent them from logging back in. Right. Um, but, you know, it's that's, that's out there. So I, I think that it's very strange already. And Disney was sort of blasted early on because they were not providing the level of encryption or the level of protection that most other streaming sites have been giving. They're very lax on how many people can use the accounts. I think it's judged by the eight or 10 screen limit that you can have eight people use your account. Well, that's, that's generous. I guess, yeah. are they saying people have a lot of kids? Well, no, I think what they're, well, I, I, cause I would, I would think then that would just be four, four screens in one, in one house, that's plenty of people watching different things and not being a family and associating with each other. But 
eight or ten, you're clearly. I, I think what it is is they don't have. They don't either. They're implementing something, or they don't have it. Uh, they don't really have a, a a plan to sort of combat this sort of piracy or 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 sharing or whatever of information. So I know Hulu. Like I said, there's like a two screen limit or two device connection limit. Okay. Apparently that software hasn't made it to Disney Plus, or I don't really know too much about right, it. Because don't they own Hulu? Yeah, but um, I feel like that takes a lot of you know coding and stuff like that. So, I, I, it, honestly, what it sounds like to me, they wanted to get Disney Plus out. They were on a timeline. They didn't have time to implement this stuff. And I don't know if people are really going to care right now. Oh well, you know, I can. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I feel like. They're like, well, we're not going to crack down on people right now because we're a brand new service. We're charging six ninety nine for this stupid thing, and you know we have tons of people coming in. Let's refine. Let's work on all the refinement that people are, are worried about too, like the next button and the you know where am I in the playback of the series button. Let's work on those UI issues first, and then we can you know sort of combat piracy and combat account sharing and really crack down and make people angry in a couple of years. Has there been any official communication from – because you're a Disney Plus user. Has there been any official communication from Disney about, okay, we, we're, you know, we're seeking feedback. We want to put a next show button in or even on the security. Have they said, listen, guys, everybody, just to be safe, let's change your passwords. No. We've had a, a few breaches. Like what's Disney – is there an official stance here no. that we're getting? Nothing. There's nothing. For all the UI information, the articles that I've read, Disney's aware of some stuff and they're going to be implementing some fixes. Like there was a problem with the aspect ratio of a lot of the earlier episodes of The Simpsons. They're going to fix that earlier in the year, early next year. Uh, so they're aware of, of, of problems and you know people on the internet. They're going to make a company definitely clearly aware of the shortcomings of that service so disney knows all about it and i imagine they're just sort of letting it go under the rug and hoping that the back catalog of watching the apple dumpling gang or something like that is going to satiate everybody's uh, hunger for for blood (laughs) okay well uh but if you're concerned about your account just change your password you'll be fine it's not that big of a deal (laughs) good advice yeah i don't have it you don't have – are you getting it? No, I have no plans to get it. Do you want my information? <laughs> I'll share it with you. I don't really I, – I don't care about it. It's – I mean we – you know what I watch most of it is I, I, I watch The Simpsons and The Mandalorian, which is okay. It's an okay show. People are really crazy about it. It's fine. I don't – it's fine. That's it. I, I – just watching all the di- – like looking through the back catalog – I've seen all this stuff. I have no desire to watch Sleeping Beauty on demand. It's just not something that appeals to me. I've seen it. I know what it's about, and I don't need to watch it again because it kind of stunk. Like it was kind of it's kind of a bad movie as far as like a story development. You know, it's a, what nineteen thirties or forties. It's it just it drags, and you know, if you're not going to sit and study it and watch it as like an art piece, it, it, it's just it's not very engaging to me. So, you know, who's going to watch Sleeping Beauty five times? Well, uh, I don't know, man. This is where I, I diverge. Uh, oh, well. First of all, it's 1959. Um, yeah, it's the same thing. Basically, but, anything anything po- you know pre 80s is all just one decade. Just not good. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I I hear you on that. I would want to watch Sleeping Beauty again, but I can. I have it on DVD and Blu-ray. I just feel well, I'm also very old fashioned. Uh, but don't get me wrong. I'm using Sleeping Beauty because that's the first thing that came to mind. So right, you throw in whatever movie, the movie du jour, 101 Dalmatians. Um, you know, uh, the Atlantis movie. Uh, Emperor's New Gro- any of those things. It doesn't matter. Got it. Winnie the Pooh. It's just, you're going to watch it once, maybe twice, a year, and that's right. kind of it. And then you're going to really watch, um, I don't know, some of the, I don't even know all the content that's on there because to the, me it doesn't appeal to me. So I don't even know why I have it. I have it for Hulu, but then I could just get Hulu on my own. So I don't know. The buzz that I have been hearing, the one thing that makes me go, mm, maybe I want this, is something called the Imagineering story everybody's talking about. Yeah, I have yet to watch it because, I, okay. as I said on the other show, I, I feel just like inherently whenever Disney does documentaries or not even documentaries, sort of behind the scenes things are kind of cheesy and very generic and bland and kind of glossy, you know, gloss over a bunch of stuff. But I hear the Imagineering story is actually very good. So now, yeah, I've I, now I'm going to watch negative. it. I've heard nothing negative about it. Same. Yeah, apparently in the second yeah. one there's like footage of the haunted mansion being constructed and there's there's a lot of archival stuff. And yeah. then I then I get upset because I'm like, well, they're just taking content away from me. <laughs> they're taking shows and they're going, well, let's just take all this information that podcasters just need to thrive and, you know, succeed and let's just give it all away. Let's give all the secrets away. And then now I'm sort of left with, and I was talking to Taryn about this the other day. I'm like, well, what do we do? Report and do a show on something, on an episode of the Imagineering story? Like how, where do we go with content? They're taking all our, our cool stuff. Well, don't sell yourself short because it's about the information that you provide. First of all, not everybody has Disney+. Plus. No, it's true. A lot of the information. Ten million that, people do. <laughs> ten million people do. This. Ten million people now have no reason to listen to this show. That's right. Uh, That's half our audience. You got to think. Um, a lot of the information we give is not just about the specific data points, but it's like how you and I and we all tell the story. So yeah, I think it's okay. No, Don't worry. Don't worry. Tell me another story. All right, I'll tell you a story. Uh, <laughs> Please do. Have you, do you ever use a booking agent to make reservations to Disney? Um, I have never done this, actually, in my entire life. Okay. I have done it once because – so this is going back. Uh, Disneyland Paris, when they were first doing the run races, like to get a package, you had to go through a certain travel agent. So I've, I have done it. It's fine. There's a few – but they, there's a few reputable ones, but they Disney points you to them, so um, that's that's how I got involved with it. But uh, police in the UK are investigating a travel company that allegedly sold three hundred and seventy thousand pounds, which is about four hundred seventy-five thousand US dollars worth of Disneyland Paris trips to hundreds of families who found their tickets were never booked, so they got uh, bamboozled. <laughs> by this company. The travel site Go West with Mickey issued a statement last month saying their bank accounts had been frozen and they were dead. At the same time, its Facebook page was deleted after it had been flooded with complaints from angry customers claiming to have been ripped off by the fraudulent firm. The UK's Metropolitan Police are currently investigating over 400 cases of alleged fraud against the company and interviewed the owner of the company last week as part of their investigation. While the owner was set free, uh, that person remains under investigation. 
Among the victims was Natalie Peary, mother to twins and a 10-year-old autistic son who arrived in France to find Disney had no record of her booking. She claims she managed to scrape enough money together to pay for the hotel on site and received generous donations from strangers to help her pay for her theme park tickets. Otherwise, the uh, vacation would have been ruined for Natalie. Uh, for its part, the company claimed in a statement all of its troubles were caused by a disgruntled employee and the Facebook group. Uh, they said misinformed customers were posting their full booking details online, which led them to being canceled by other people. So apparently there's this, <laughs> according to the company, <laughs> if you believe this company, there's a group of malicious people out there just waiting to cancel anyone who posts their, their details online, which I don't quite believe yeah i find that very highly suspect and you know we both basically did this story uh you know together because it's so weird and also it's sort of a slow news day that um i i I did want to focus on it a bit because it's it's such an obvious (laughs) it's such an obvious scam and this person the owner is like oh i'm cooperating with police so what do I have to hide? Well, because you're caught, dude. <laughs> like, where right. are you going to go? You can't go anywhere. Your bank accounts are frozen. Well, they're pointing the blame anywhere they can. They're like, it was a disgruntled employee. No, no, no. It was the Facebook group where everybody posted this stuff. It's like, well, what is it? Right, exactly. It's Bob Iger right now. Is it e- either people are staying away on purpose or they're here <laughs> and everything's fine? Maybe they're really smart. <laughs> Uh, the company continued in their statement saying that them uh, this caused further panic because people were stuff was getting canceled. So then the credit card companies scrambled to refund people's payments, um, and they were and then the bank accounts of Go West with Mickey was were frozen. Uh, complaints then to web hosts caused them to panic, resulting in them pulling down Go West with Mickey's website, making it look. Like the company had done so. So they are, according to them, very much victims of circumstance and just it's almost like a run on the bank. Everyone's freaking out and they were the victims. That's right. Victim blaming. They stated all bookings were secure and that this was easily confirmable by by a simple phone call to Disney, even though several people said that they called Disney. It's like, we have no idea what you're talking. We don't have these reservations. (laughs) Um, Now, all of this is uh, on the back of a scandal involving the company earlier in the year where they were accused of claiming that guest trips were being insured by travel insurer Towergate Insurance. Well, Towergate Insurance issued a statement stating that Towergate Insurance, quote, Towergate Insurance do not and have never provided insurance cover to or arranged insurance cover on behalf of the organization Go West with Mickey. Towergate Insurance also issued a cease and desist order to Go West with Mickey, asking them to stop making false claims of insurance coverage. (laughs) So uh, it's not just that they are (laughs) taking people for their money, but they're really sprucing up these packages with insurance coverage that doesn't exist. You know, there's a little more here. A Facebook group was set up in August of this year as a support and advice group for victims, uh, presumably because people would, didn't know where to go to try to get, you know, compensation if they had – if their credit card – a lot of times a credit card company will cover something like this. Um, and in just a few months since August, that group has already grown to over 5,000 members. God. So they've hit a lot of people. Um 
Spectro Radio doesn't. I've been around since uh, 2011. I don't have that many followers. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what's going on. I wonder I how many of those are actually like uh, just people watching. You know, they make a batch of popcorn, they go in there, read the comments of people who got scanned, but they're not really they're not really it, victims of it, right? It could be. Yeah. That's a that's a good point. That yeah. makes me feel better too about my <laughs> uh, Thank you. Uh, Trustpilot.com, a website that provides feedback on the trustworthiness of websites, shows Go West with Mickey with just one and a half out of five stars and 32 reviews. So Go West with Mickey, travel booking agent under the in the hot seat right now. That's right. Um, so that's that's uh, that's a challenge. That's that story. <laughs> what did you did you find anything else out interesting? <laughs> um, you know, I was interested in kind of like the people who lost a bunch of money and sort of, you know, and that and, and how the owner reacted. So one of the interviews they gave, I think it was to like the mirror or the sun or whatever. The quote was, quote, if I was going to scam everyone, why didn't I just run off on holiday? <laughs> that's the owner. Yeah, that's the owner. Um, Well, because your bank account was frozen. Like, you know, right. it's it's nothing ever happens. It's the the classic. Well, you know, the milk spilled. I didn't spill the milk. The milk spilled. Right. Well, it's like, sir, we don't answer the questions here. You do. So don't tell us. We don't have to come up with why you didn't go off on holiday. You have to tell us where the money is. That's right. Uh, here's another quote. They said, um, after uh, other families canceled uh, and to get refunds, they said, uh, then that caused panic and promoted further postings that Go West with Mickey was a scam, that we had taken the money and canceled the bookings or never made them at all. The credit card company panicked, refunded the booking fees, declined further payments from clients, and banks froze our accounts. Complaints to the web hosts then caused them to panic and pull down the website, making it seem like Go West had done so. All the bookings were secure. This was, e- like you said, this was easily cons- confirmable by telephoning Disney. But as you mentioned, people did, and they're like, "I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on." Right? <laughs> we we don't know who this person is. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they weren't an official travel sponsor of of Disneyland Paris. Right, and so which is crazy in and of itself. But also, I didn't know that, and I don't know if it's the same way in America. But Britain has at least two. Um, you know, agencies or or companies that 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 issue travel insurance, and they're like the two major ones. And they're like, no, this person they were they were saying that they were backed by this insurance, but they weren't like they're not a member of this group, so people had no recourse for it. I do feel. Listen, obviously, it's awful. These people got scammed. That's terrible, and it's you know taking advantage of an innocent people who are just going to have a vacation, you know, and I, I, that's not right. But there is also a a sense of like, guys, you got to watch where you're giving your money. You know, you got to be responsible about where you're just shelling out cash. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I read some interview with several people who were scammed by this company and they asked, well, what prompted you to use these people over anyone else? And they said, well, uh, they, they were uh, at least accredited from a, a travel insurance agency, but also – all the reviews people on their Facebook group were just giving glowing five-star reviews of everything. So they felt comfortable booking it. And apparently this whole thing kind of went down with this one lady in August who traveled. uh, They had a whole thing to Disneyland or whatever the night before, or I think even the day of they were about to leave on the plane to come out here. 
they got an email from the company saying, oh, Disney made a mistake. You, you're going to have to stay in a different hotel for your first night. So they go, okay, that's weird. So they arrive at the second – oh, they, they go to Disney Hotel. They didn't have a room, so they had to – they got in at midnight. They had to go to find another hotel, then come back the next day to stay, to continue their stay. They were having uh, issues getting a hold of the company to kind of clarify everything. This lady tried 40 to 50 times to call these people. Her mom in England – was calling and calling and calling, trying to get a hold of this company. She even posted it online, and that post was sort of what kicked everything off. Like a, Disney, like a couple Disney travel groups on Facebook picked up on the thing, on the post, and then it sort of went viral after that, and then everyone started going, well, this happened to me, and this happened to me, and everything just kind of snowballed. So that was the original sort of catalyst for everyone going, yeah, I've been scammed out of – and I, from reading about it, it doesn't even seem like full vacations usually. It's either dinner packages or something like that where if you go and you, you, you sign up for like a dining package and they tell you, oh, yeah, you got, all your meals are taken care of for five days. You go to Disney World because they have the, the meal packages. Um, right. Well, no, we don't have any. So you have to like pay, either pay again for it and then this company tells you that they'll give you a refund but they don't either give you a full refund or they don't give you a refund at all and they keep that money and that's part of that scam where you're paying for stuff that you're just not getting in addition to some people just being scammed out of their entire vacation fund. Do you think that there is any chance that these guys just got in over their heads? Yes, I think that there's some of that. And I feel like it's also just, uh, well, how easy it is, is it? Because if they they weren't accredited, and this is a very good segue to our new sponsor, but if they weren't accredited to, for, uh, with Disney for booking, uh, vacation packages. I feel like they go, well, how e- is this going to be really easy? I know Disney World so well. I can help people book vacations and I'll just charge them for it. And then I'll just, you know, it, there's no big deal. I'll just get the meal plan tomorrow. I forgot to do that. I'll just get it tomorrow. And then they never do it. And then that family goes, oh, it's fine. It's just a mistake. Mistakes happen. And I think things sort of snowballed from there. Yeah. Because apparently it was a, a team of like three or five people. And right. it sounded like it just sort of – and then maybe became company culture and then then it just kept going. Then no one really cared. Yeah. It, uh, I don't know. They had those positive Facebook reviews, but who knows? Those could have been fake. Well, yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like they were. There was an, there's a whole other side to that though that um, once the, uh, the Disney fan groups took the story viral, more stories came out about the company – for example, customers were encouraged to pay off their balance via bank transfers early through incentives, including free toys and upgrades that never materialized. So apparently you can either maybe pay monthly or something like that. I don't know how it works over there or what they were trying to do where they go, well, you know, this the, your vacation will cost you three grand, but you can pay 500 bucks a month for whatever. Um, but if you pay it off early, we'll give you, you know, a free meal ticket or whatever it is. And then that never shows up. And then it's a whole thing because they want their money. They were also yeah. being bullied by the owner. They were, they were trying to be blackmailed and bullied by the owner to either take down bad reviews or to pay their bills or all this kind of stuff. And some of these people have screenshots of communications with this guy. It was like, oh this, you're bull, you're, you're, you're trying to scam me out of money. <laughs> Well, the key word in that was pay early via bank transfer. Once that's done, 
you're toast. You're done. They don't yeah. want you paying early via credit card where you have some protections where the credit card company could go after them for being fraudulent. Bank transfer. <laughs> that's good night. Yeah, exactly. That's the kiss of death. And a lot yeah. of these people that we're talking about in these stories, uh, a lot of them did pay with credit cards. So they do have some uh, recourse to get their money back. And, and some of these people have, but some haven't. And they're just yeah. out. Fifteen hundred, three grand, six yeah. grand, and these are people. These are working people, just like you and me. They have families. Right. They don't get to do this stuff all the time. Clearly, is the story that you said where they relied on the kindness of strangers for donations to help them fulfill their their dreams. And for a lot of people, it's what I learned going to Disney World is there's a lot of people from the UK that go over there. That's like their that's like their vacation spot. Disney World is their spot. And oh, for sure. Yeah, and and I didn't kind of realize that because it, it's weird. Like in Disneyland, there's there's definitely a lot of people from Asia, like definitely a lot of Japanese and and you know uh, um, Chinese people coming over, like in, in big tour groups. But in Disney World, it just seems like a lot of white people. It's very weird. <laughs> it's very weird. But I was talking to uh, these people from the UK, from from Liverpool, actually, I think, and. Uh, in the pool one night, and this guy had his like uh, special needs kid, and we're just like hanging out, chatting. He's like, "Yeah, we come over here like six times a year." I'm like, "Jeez, that's a lot of that's a lot of air flights." But for people who can't afford to do that, and this is their special time, and these people just it totally took advantage of that, whether or not they got in over their heads or not, they were they were ripping people off. That's not cool. right. There's a train that goes directly from London, St. Pancras, right to Disneyland Paris. Doesn't stop in the city of Paris. It's nonstop London to Disneyland. I love it. It's great. I love it. Forget Paris. Who cares? There's Disneyland. (laughs) Speaking of travel agencies, though, if you want a travel agency that will not do this, that is accredited and sponsored by Disney or approved by Disney, I guess. I shouldn't say sponsored by because I don't. I don't understand how it works, but Concierge, you know, Concierge.com, they are our official travel sponsor of the Ears Up Show Podcast Network. And what they do is definitely not like this other, <laughs> this other fly-by-night oh. Facebook page website thing. Um, what they do is they specialize in planning vacation packages for you, tailored specifically to you. So you call them up. And they'll interview you for about 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever. Figure out what your needs are. Figure out all about you. Find out about you. They want to be your friend. And next time when you call them up to do a package or do a trip or whatever, they will know specifically what you need on that vacation. Or you tell them and they will figure it out. If you don't, if you don't know how to get from Epcot to uh, the Contemporary Hotel, they will tell you how to do that. They will figure it out and let you know. They're staffed by some people on the staff were our former cast members. So they definitely know the parks. They can tell you about the Disney cruise lines. They can work on you with Disney Paris. So if you've never been to any of these things, you've never done Disney cruise. If you've never done Disney Paris, if you've never done Disney world, which all of those three things to me would be highly, highly intimidating. They will work with you and figure out the best way for you to get what you want out of that trip. And, the best part is they are officially recognized as a travel <laughs> as a uh, travel partner with Disney. So 
if you want to work with anybody, if you need a travel agent, or you know what, honestly, if you just want hotel reservations, if you're already in the parks, or if you've already bought your tickets specifically through them, but if you don't want to buy, if you haven't, if you if you're looking for reservations also, they can help you do that. So if you, you know, call them up and you chit chat with them or whatever, and then you can hit them back and go, Hey, you know what? I'm also kind of want, uh, I want to take Nana to Steakhouse 55. Is there a reservation available or whatever? You don't have to sit on hold with the Disney dining reservations people and explain to them that Nana has a wheelchair and we need wheelchair, whatever. Concierge already knows all this. So they will tell you the times that are available. They'll pick a time for you, or I mean you'll you'll tell them the time. You they'll 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 book the uh they'll book the reservation for you and everything will be great. Well, I really just love any company whose name is a portmanteau of something plus ears. So concierge <laughs> cub ears. Cub ears. <laughs> that's another one. That's it. You know? Yeah. But that's it though. <laughs> but I do love those. Those are the two things. Yeah, but they're they're good people over there at Concierge. They are official travel partner of Ears Up. And you go to concierge.com and definitely book with them. And it's it's the same price. That's the beauty about it, man, is that all of this other stuff is just kind of icing on the cake. They charge you exactly what Disneyland charges you for tickets. They don't charge you anymore for all these services. So if you get your tickets for your family reunion and then you want everybody to eat at the Blue Bayou, for example, they'll Book all of that for you. And it's already well, done. It's done. You don't need to that's do the anything crazy about thing, it. Yeah. That it's that it's free. It's free. And there's no additional charge. Yeah. It's astounding. And recognized <laughs> by Disney. So they're not going to disappear with your hard earned vacation money. I promise you yeah. that. I will make you I will make my uh, look, I will make you a promise that if that ever happened, Jeremy will cover your vacation. I will cover your vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I was making a joke on the last show. I'm like, yeah, you know, they do Disney cruises, and uh, God, I've never really been on one, but I, I guarantee you that whenever Conti Ears pays for my Disney <laughs> cruise, and I haven't heard from them since, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but check them out. You're going to hear a lot about them in the coming months for sure. Uh, they're good people. They support the show. I'm proud to sponsor with them, and it, it really is a, a family-run business over there, and the people that they have working there know their stuff. So check them out. Even if you're going to Disneyland for a day, get your ticket through Concierge, man. Support them because they support the show, and I would really appreciate that. Thank you. It's a circle of support. It's a circle of life, we honestly, like that. if you want to go there. Hey, you got to talk. You know what? Didn't you get some what? glasses recently? I got to order my glasses for the Christmas show. Oh. Talk about that. Tell the people. They want to know. The uh, official Ears Up Mai Tai Christmas-themed glasses are on sale right now at Etsy.com slash shop slash Cove Ears. C-O-V-E-A-R-S. It is very exciting. And look, let me me tell you. We're literally making zero money on these because California sales tax. We have to pay sales tax on these stupid things. And when I priced the glasses, I I didn't know the tax. So once tax is factored in, I'm like, oh, man, this sucks. But I don't care because the glasses are so cool. It's 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 a very it's I don't know man it's a very cool time in years up sort of history and our sort of timeline to um, work with our artist and and design these glasses to 
to just sort of be just a reflection of a of a point in time for us. And it, I, I don't know. I'm excited about it. Anyway, check it out. Uh, do me a favor. Order those things. There's only 72. If I happen to sell more than 72 glasses, I will order another 72, but I cannot order more than that. Uh, but it has to happen soon. So once you hear this, if you're interested in two or four, preferably my tie glasses, go to etsy.com slash shop slash cubbiers or go to our, any of our social pages or whatever and uh, hit that link and check them out. They're, they're really lovely. And I haven't told anybody this, Jeremy, but they are going to all ship with a Mai Tai recipe that I designed myself. Well, that's the greatest part. Yeah. It's a recipe card and we'll print up, but you know, I think it's pretty cool. So you'll you be able and it, it look and it's going to be fancy. It's not going to be like uh Trader Joe's Rum of the Gods or whatever. This is like I I'm thinking about like Bacardi 8 and like Battencourt 15. Like there's a lot, you know, it's going to be some fancy sort of uh rums which hopefully will get other people to buy these rums and they're not very expensive. They're 30, 40 bucks. For a 15-year-old rum, which is a great price, you can't get scotch or whiskey for that or bourbon or whatever. But uh, it's going to be, you know, it's a whole thing. It's a whole experience. So uh, support the show. I think it'd be great. I would appreciate That's it. That's exciting. I think you could throw the glasses in the garbage and it's still a deal because of that recipe. But I've never – I don't really know what badminton court 18 is. I would love to taste it though. <laughs> yeah, 40 love. Um, well, I'll tell you what. When you come here for the uh, Christmas show, I will make a batch. And I don't know if those are the rums I'm going to use. I have a whole thing. But it will definitely have allspice dram in it. Allspice, All right, well, uh, allspice liqueur. Yeah. Give it a tinker with it and see see what comes out great. I'm excited to find out what you come up with. Yeah, it'll be a good time. All right. All right, Jeremy, are we done? We're done. Let's get out of here. All right. Let's let's uh as they say, leave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. they do say yeah. that. <laughs> thank you everybody for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. Jeremy, thank you very much for taking time out of your very exciting and lovely evening to join yeah. me here on Ears Up In Depth. Thank you to Concy Ears, our new official travel partner with the Ears Up Podcast Network. If you want more shows like this, listen to The Supreme Resort, which Jeremy is also on. Listen to Ears Up In... Or no, this is Ears Up In Depth. Listen to Ears Up, which is the normal... Whatever. If you want to support the show in more ways than buying a Mai Tai glass, definitely go to our Patreon page. You're going to patreon.com slash earsup and become a Patreon supporter, even at two bucks a month, that helps support the network and, and get mic upgrades and all this kind of stuff that we need to be doing. But if you go the $5 level, you can become a secret show listener and get some more content like this, but, you know, with some swears and curse words every now and then. So anyway, until next time, everybody, we will see you later. <laughs>